Welcome back to Sister Alec Cassidy, where we talk about all things church-related. My name is Allison C. Holt. I am your host. And today we are going to continue our journey through the Bible. Yes, that is what we're doing in the year 2024. We are on a journey through the Bible. And we are in the book of Leviticus. And today we're going to read chapters 16 and chapter 19 we're going to find out what the lord has to not only say to the children of israel but what the lord has to say to us on today now we're going to learn about the day of atonement and if you do not know what atonement means it means to reconcile it means to make friendly again to bring into harmony so a lot of times um, when the children of Israel turned away from God, when they began to sin, God brought about the Day of Atonement. So in other words, for us on today, we can call it repentance. That's what we can call it. We can call it repenting. We sin, we repent. And we, uh, I suggest that we repent on a daily basis and why do i say that because we could have sinned against god in a manner that we are not aware of or we didn't think about uh, we can repent by the thought uh, we can sin according to the thoughts that we think in our mind so we need to repent for that we can sin with the words that come out of our mouths May it may not be words to offend another, but it may be words that's coming up against our own selves, uh, coming up against our faith, bringing in doubt, doubt into our lives. So we need to repent for that, you know. So there are things that we need to repent for that we may not realize or we may not recognize, but we need to repent for it. And so the Day of Atonement was a day that the, well, we'll get into it. But that's what atonement means, to reconcile, to make friendly again, and to bring into harmony, to bring into harmony with God. We're also going to talk about scapegoat in this day of atonement in uh, chapter 16. So the scapegoat, as we begin to talk about it, I want you to know what a scapegoat is. It's a person, a group, or a thing upon whom the blame for mistakes or crimes of others is thrust. So in so many words, a scapegoat is the, the blame for the crime, the blame for the wrongdoing is put upon that person, is put upon that thing, is put upon that group and taken away from us as individuals. That's what a scapegoat is. So Israel's sin was put symbolically on the goat's head. So we're going to we're going to learn about the scapegoat. And also we're going to talk about various laws in chapter 19. So in chapter 19, we're going to talk about all aspects of human affairs and the subject. Basically, all aspects of human affairs are subject to God. 
a subject to God's law. So we're going to learn about that also in chapter 19. So let's, we're going to read uh, chapter 16 and chapters 19. And then we're going to come back and give a brief summary. Chapter 16, starting at verse 1. And I'm reading from the NIV version. And like I said in previous um episodes our podcast i prefer the king james version for my study but i am reading out of the niv version to let our new believers get a better understanding of what the word of god is saying to us leviticus chapter 16 starting at the first verse the day of atonement the lord spoke to moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron who died when they approached the Lord. Now listen, we've learned previously that Aaron and his offspring were to be the priests unto God. God chose Aaron and his offspring. So Aaron had two sons that decided to go before God uh, on their own accord in the way that they wanted to go. And we've learned here in the book of Leviticus previously, and I, I suggest you go back to the episodes, that we cannot go before God any kind of way. God gave details, specific details, and we must come before God the way that he'd have us to go, to come to him. And so we can find the death of Aaron's son in chapter 10 which we did not go over but basically they offered unauthorized fire before the lord contrary to the command of the lord yes that's what they did they came before the lord let me read this excerpt from chapter 10 for you at first aaron and his sons did everything according to god's instructions and God honored them. But in very short order, some of the first official priests, they got careless about following God's explicit orders. The severe punishment sent out a strong message that to other priests, they were there to carry out God's plan, not their own. So what they did is they went before the Lord uh, in the way that they wanted to go before the Lord. And the Lord killed them with fire. So it's very important that we go by the plans and the instructions that God gives us because we don't want to fall out of um, right standing with God. So let's go back to chapter 16 and let's start over again verse 1 and the lord spake to moses after the death of the two sons of aaron who died when they approached the lord the lord said to moses tell your brother aaron not to come whenever he chooses into the most holy place behind the curtain in front of the atonement cover of the ark or else he will die because I appear in the cloud over the atonement cover. This is how Aaron is to enter the sanctuary area. So God began to 
give specific details of how the priests are supposed to come before him. And this is starting in verse 3. With a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He is to put on the sacrifice. He is to put on the sacred linen tunic with linen undergarments next to his body. He is to tie the linen sash around him and put on the linen turban. These are sacred garments, so he must bathe himself with water before he puts them on. For the Israelite community, he is to take two male goats for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Aaron is to offer the bull for his own sin offering to make atonement for himself and his household. Then, oh my God, from Zion, see how the priests are supposed to offer for their sins first. So here today, the ministers of the gospel, they're supposed to go before God first with their sins uh, to ask for forgiveness prior to them coming unto the congregation and uh, basically telling the congregation about their sins. So there's an order with God. There's an order with God. My God from Zion. These are sacred garments. So he must bathe himself with water before he put them on. Aaron is to offer the bull for his own sin offering to make atonement for himself and his household. Then he is then he is to take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. He is to cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other for the scapegoat. We talked about scapegoat. Aaron shall bring the goat whose lot fell to the Lord and sacrifice it for the sin offering. So the one goat is sacrificed. It's burnt on the altar. But the goat chosen by lot as the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to be used for making atonement, making bringing the people back into harmony with God by sending it into the desert as a scapegoat. So what they do is they, well, we're going to read it. I don't want to get ahead of myself. We're going to read it. Verse 11, Aaron shall bring the bull for his own sin offering to make atonement, to get back in harmony with God for himself and for his household. And he is to slaughter the bull for his own sin offering. He is to take a censer full of burning coals from the altar before the Lord and hand and two handfuls of finely ground fragrant incense and take them behind the curtain. He is to put the incense on the fire before the Lord and to smoke and the smoke of the incense will conceal the atonement cover above the testimony so that he will not die. He is to take some of the bull's blood and with his fingers sprinkle it on the front of the atonement cover. Then he shall sprinkle some of it with his fingers seven times before the atonement cover. 
he shall then slaughter the goat for the sin offering for the people and take its blood behind the curtain and do with it as he did with the bull's blood. He shall sprinkle it, sprinkle it on the atonement cover and in front of it. In this way, he will make atonement for the most holy place because of the uncleanness and rebellion of the Israelites, whatever their sins have been. He is to do the same for the tent of meeting, which is among them in the midst of their uncleanness. No one is to be in the tent of meeting from the time Aaron goes in to make atonement in the most holy place until he comes out. Having made atonement for himself, his household, and the whole community of Israel. That's everybody. Then he shall come out of the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it. He shall take some of the bull's blood and some of the goat's blood and put it on all the horns of the altar. His staff, or he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times to cleanse it and to consecrate it from the uncleanness of the Israelites. When Aaron has finished making atonement for, for the most holy place, the tent of meetings and the altar, he shall bring forth the live goat. He, he is to lay both hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the wickedness and rebellion of the Israelites, all their sins, and put them on the goat's head. He shall send the, remember we said the scapegoat, this is where we cast all the sins upon a, a person, a thing, which is the goat, or a community. Uh, let's go back. Let's read that again. He is to lay both hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the wickedness and rebellion of the Israelites, all their sins, and put them on the goat's head. He shall send the goat away into the desert in the care of the man appointed for the task. The goat will carry on itself all their sins to the solitary place, and the man shall release it into the desert. The scapegoat, the goat, all the sins are prayed or are laid upon the head of the goat. The goat is taken away out of the camp and into the wilderness, into the desert, and the individual then lets the goat or releases the goat, in other words. <laughs> then Aaron is to go into the tent of meeting and take off the linen garments he put on before he entered the most holy place, and he is to lead them there. He shall bathe himself with water in a holy in a holy place and put on his regular garments. Then he shall come out and sacrifice the burnt offering for himself and the burnt offering for the people to make atonement for himself and for the people. He shall also burn the fat of the sin offering on the altar. The man who releases the goat as a scapegoat must wash his clothes 
and bathed himself with water. Afterward, he may come into the camp, the bull and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought into the most holy place to make atonement must be taken outside the camp. Their hides, their flesh and offal are to be burned up. The man who burns them must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water afterward he may come into the camp. Look at the details that God has given Moses. Details of exactly what to do and how to do it. This is the same God that we call upon here today. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we are learning here today. And Lord God, I pray that we apply it to our lives, that we listen to the details of God and not only listen to the details, but we apply them to our lives on a daily basis. Now we're going to go to verse 29. This is to be a lasting ordinance for you. On the 10th day of the seventh month, you must deny yourselves and not do any work, whether native born or alien, meaning someone that is not an actual Israelite, that is alien, living among you, because on this day, atonement will be made for you to cleanse you. Then before the Lord, you will be clean from all your sins. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. My God from Zion. It is a Sabbath of rest and you must deny yourselves. It is a lasting ordinance. The priest who is anointed and ordained to succeed his father as high priest is to make atonement. He is to put on the sacred linen garments and make atonement for the most holy place for the meeting the tent of meetings and the altar and for the priests and all the people of the community this is to be a lasting ordinance continuously throughout the generations for you atonement is to be made once a year for all the sins of the Israelites and it was done as the Lord commanded Moses. My God from Zion, what a reading, what we have learned. God gives specific details to his people and he wants his people to abide by the details. We cannot go to God any kind of way. We cannot go before God dry long soul. We cannot just just go before God. Oh my God. We see in 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 uh uh the entertainment world in social media in in um the world today how people are going before god and i'm talking about in 2024 people are going before god any kind of way and my god from zion my heart goes out for them i pray mercy upon them because listen if we if it had not been for jesus we were serving the same god uh that was uh the god the same yesterday today and forever listen god struck them down dead he burned them with fire but we thank god for jesus because because of jesus god has mercy upon us but listen we still cannot go before god any kind of way even though jesus came and redeemed us 
from my sin that stu that still does not allow us or give us authority to go before God any kind of way. My God from Zion, we must go before God clean. We must go before God pure. And I pray that everyone listening to this today learns and we apply it to our lives. My God, let's go on to verse 19 before we give our summary and in uh, chapter 19 and we will talk about various laws in chapter 19 we're going to read it quickly chapter 19 various laws starting at the first verse the lord said to moses speak to the entire assembly of israel and say to them be holy because i the Lord your God am holy. Let's just take a minute to reflect on that one verse. Speaking to the assembly of Israel, be holy because I, the Lord your God, is holy. And you may say, well, what does holy mean? Well, let me get my Webster Dictionary and let's break down the word holy. Quickly. It was, this was not my intention. But we're going to break down the word or we're going to read what the Webster Dictionary has to say about holy. And we understand that a lot of word meaning in the Hebrew is uh, more detailed than the word meaning in the uh, uh, worldwide dictionary. So, the Webster New World Dictionary states holy as dedicated to religious use, belonging to or coming from God, consecrated, sacred, spiritually perfect or pure untainted by evil or sin sinless saintly regarded with or deserving deep respect all reverence or adoration very much of a a generalized intensive holy holy Holy, holy, my God from Zion. Dedicated to religious use, belonging or becoming from God, consecrated, sacred, spiritually perfect or pure, untainted by evil or sin, sinless, saintly. That one is my favorite one. Untainted by evil or sin sinless that is holy so let's get back to the scripture boy we only made it to the first verse now let's read through this because we have to come back and do our summary verse three well actually first and second verses verse three each of you must respect his mother and father and you must observe my Sabbath. 
I am the Lord your God. So respecting your mother and father, number one, is going to uh, teach you how to respect God. Respect your mother and your father. Keep my Sabbath day holy. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make gods of cast iron for yourselves. I am the Lord your God. God is continuously repeating himself. I am the Lord your God. And we read about um, not making idols before. We've learned about that already in previous podcasts. When you sacrifice a fellowship offering to the Lord, sacrifice it in such a way that it will be accepted on your behalf. So there's a specific way that you make a sacrifice that will be acceptable unto the Lord. We learned that in a previous podcast. So go back to the previous podcast and hear what the Lord spoke back then. That it will be accepted. Okay, where were on your behalf? It shall be eaten on the day you sacrifice it or on the next day. Anything left over until the third day. More details. Listen to the details. Anything left over until the third day must be burned up. If any of it is eaten on the third day, it is impure and will be not, and will not be accepted. Whoever eats it will be held responsible because he has desecrated what is holy to the Lord. That person must be cut off from his people. My God, if you eat something that God said, you, you can eat it the first day, you, the sacrifice. You can eat it the first day, you can eat it the second day, but you cannot eat it on the third day. If you do eat it on the third day, the consequences are upon yourself and you must be cut off from your people. Listen, God is very detail-oriented. If we have not found out anything uh, starting in the book of Genesis and now we're in Leviticus, throughout Genesis, throughout Exodus, now we're in Leviticus, if we have not learned anything else, we have learned that God is very detail-oriented. So I pray that we take what we're learning and we apply it to our lives on a daily basis. Listen, God is speaking to us here today. God speaks. He speaks more often than people may know, but we, the people, are not listening. We do not have an ear open to hear what the Spirit is speaking unto us. And I pray that as well. I pray that we have an open ear to hear what God is telling us. And uh, so far, amongst everything that we've learned here, starting at the book of Genesis and now we're in Leviticus, amongst everything that we have learned, what is standing out to me specifically are the details, how God is detailed oriented and if we don't abide or follow the details death is likely to come upon us and if not death in our day and time here in 2024 we don't follow the details something uh, bad or evil is likely to come upon us why because we open the door to evil and wickedness hallelujah it's not god but we ourselves, why? Because we are not being obedient 
My God from Zion, the Bible tells us that disobedience as the sin of witchcraft. Yes, that's what the Bible says. So we have to be obedient to God. And I pray my heart is heavy right now. My heart is crying out to the Lord. Lord, help me to listen to your details. Help me to be obedient to your details that I may not allow wickedness and evil to come upon my life because listen i have a testimony to let you know and you can go back into the previous podcast go back to the outside of the inside source my god from zion go listen to the inside source podcast and you will hear a bit of my testimony how me being disobedient to God, being disobedient to the call of God, me, myself running like Jonah in the wrong direction when God was calling me to do the very thing that I'm doing right now, to minister his gospel, to teach his gospel. I did not want to do it. So I went in the other direction. I wanted to uh, do what I wanted to do, basically. And God, the I opened the door for wickedness and evil to come upon me my god so we are praying today that we hear or we hearken unto the call the cry of god here in his scripture to listen to the details and not only listen to the details but to apply just like we read here in the last verse of uh leviticus 16 uh they begin to hear the word of the Lord and it says and it was done they did what God had told them to do as the Lord had commanded Moses it was done so I pray that we do uh, what the Lord is talking or speaking to us we apply it to our lives we put it in our hearts and we be obedient unto the word of the Lord my God my God I've got myself off track again so where were we what scripture or what verse were we reading let's see chapter 19 we're going to read verse 8 whoever eats it will be held responsible because he has desecrated what is holy to the lord that person must be cut off from his people verse 9 when you reap the harvest of your land do not reap to the very edge of your field or gather the gleaning of the harvest do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that fell have fallen leave them for the poor and the alien i am the lord your god another detail another commandment another principle that god is telling the people and what we can learn from that is that we have to uh uh, uh pay attention or or basically give to the poor he said don't overpick your fields basically why because there are poor that need to come in and gather that which has fallen leave it there leave them there for the poor and for the alien i am the lord your god this is a form of of um of taking care of the poor this is a form of taking care of the poor and we today how do we take care of the poor well there are different ways that we take care of the poor we can uh give the poor food uh we can um 
use our finances to assist the poor those that are, are needy we could just giving us some throwing out some examples we can pay their light bill we can buy grocery for them um we can do whatever uh take them to the laundromat pay for their clothes to be what there are so many ways that you can take care of the poor you can go in and um um uh, if you're a carpenter, you can go and work on their house, the place that they live. If they live in a house, you can go and, and do some maintenance work. You can, whatever, whatever gift that God has given you, use that gift to help the poor. It does not always have to be money. And sometimes just going and just having a conversation with the poor. Come on, it can be in many different ways how you can take clothes out of your closet that you no longer wear or you can't wear if uh, that's an example for me you can go and give things that you no longer uh use you can give it to the poor there's so many different ways here today that we can take care of the poor so what we're going to glean from this scripture is that we are responsible for taking care of the poor Verse 11, do not steal, do not lie, do not deceive others, do not swear falsely by my name and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Listen, these are, we, God is going back over the commandments. We learned about these things in the Ten Commandments and God is reiterating to the people, his people, these various laws, he is reiterating uh, the laws. What the very first uh, two verses tell us, be holy for I am holy because I am holy. Lord, help us to be holy. Help us to not do these things that you're telling us not to do. Do not defraud your neighbor or rob him. Do not hold back the wages of a hired man overnight. Do not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in front of the blind. My God, but fear your God. I am the Lord. Do not do these things. My God, who who in their right mind will put a block in front of a blind person to make them fall? And that's not only natural, you can take that spiritually as well. Who in their right mind will do things unto a person that will make them fall into sin? The Bible tells us that the enemy, he lies, he digs a pit and he lies it before us so we can fall therein. That's who does these things. The wicked, the evil, the ones that are used by God the devil are the ones that do such things nobody in their right sound mind will put a stumbling block in front of a blind individual that could be both spiritually and naturally to allow them to fall my god from zion listen at the details god is giving us details and we are learning here today we are not supposed to do these things he is the Lord. He has told us, be holy because he is holy. Help us here today, Lord. We need you in this day and age. Help us, Jesus. Do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality. 
to the poor or favoritism to the great. You're going to look down on the poor and then show favoritism, grin and laugh and my Gotham's I am in the face of the of the great. You're going to favor the great, but you're going to tell the poor to go to the back of the line. God said, no, that is not so. I for I am the Lord thy God is what the scripture says. I am the Lord, but fear God. He wants us to fear him. Let's go back to verse 15. Do not pervert justice. My God from Zion. You got to be weighed in the balance. You got to weigh it in the balance. Don't have one up high and one down low. Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. Weigh in the balance fairly. Do not go about spreading slander among your people, slandering somebody's name, false witnesses, just going about uh, trying to shame others, trying to bring uh, uh, falsehoods against others. Do not go about spreading slander among your people. The Bible tells us that the devil daily Oh my God from Zion is going before the Lord, being a false witness. You can find that in the book of Revelations. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Do not hate your brother in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so you will not share in his guilt. Huh. So if he's doing wrong, just frankly tell him you're doing wrong. And, and I, I have no parts of it. Walk away. We can say today in 2020, just walk away. Just walk away. Don't do it. Just walk away. Do not seek revenge. My God, that's a big one. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people. But love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. My God, God is not cutting any corners. He is not cutting any slack. He is letting us know, do not do these things. Why? Because it is sin in his eyesight. Do not seek revenge. You know that unforgiveness, a lot of us, as being a people, as being a nation, as being humans upon this earth that is one thing that is going to find a lot of us in hell unforgiveness unforgiveness is going to put a lot of people good people holy people righteous people but there's unforgiveness in the heart and that is going to send us directly to hell and i pray today everybody listen to this podcast I include myself definitely that God take unforgiveness out of our hearts. Lord God, help us to forgive those who have wronged us. Forgive those who have done wickedness against us. Forgive those who have lied upon us, who have slandered our name, scandalized our name. Forgive those, Lord Father God, that go about doing all manner of 
evil against us. Lord, help us to forgive them. Lord, take forgiveness out of our heart. Listen, forgiveness is, is, is a strong spirit. Uh, unforgiveness, I should say. Unforgiveness is a strong spirit and that spirit goes to the heart and it's very hard to get it out. So as we pray daily, remember we talked about repenting of our sins on a daily basis. As we pray daily and ask God on a daily basis to take unforgiveness out of our heart so we will not fall within these various laws where God um, will be displeased with us. So don't hold the grudge. Don't seek revenge. The Bible tells us that vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. God is going to repay for that vengeance. Don't. God is the one who is the avenger. We just rely on God, call upon the name of the Lord, ask God to take unforgiveness out of our hearts, place it the bible tells us to place our cares upon him because he cares for us so where that what that individual has done to us place it in the hands of the lord because god is going to take care of it for us so don't seek revenge god said he is the avenger and my god i'm saying i don't know about you but i do not want to be in the hands of an angry God. Listen, we just read where the priests, Mo Aaron's uh, sons, they what they did, they went into the uh uh before God wrong and God killed them just like that. He consumed them with fire because they went before him in a manner that he did not want them to come before him. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. Because when God get through with you, oh my God from Zion, I can just imagine if death don't hit your house. My God from Zion, let revenge be in the hands of the Lord. <clears throat> Come on now. That's verse 18. Do not seek revenge or bear grudge against one of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself we gotta love him as ourselves lord help us here today because i love me some allison but hunty these devils that be working to work god telling me i got to love them like i love myself are you kidding me no he is not kidding me he is telling me i got to love them like i love myself that's deep i am like my god from zion the the disciples when jesus said peter asked him lord if, if my brother and we've we've learned in previous uh uh, uh podcast that our brother means not only our uh natural brother or our uh spiritual brother but it means our neighbor. It means anybody. And Peter began to say, if, if, if they sin against me seven times, is, is that enough? And I'm just paraphrasing, using my own words. Jesus said, if they sin against you seven times, sin, continuously sinning against you, you got to forgive them. Why? Because our Father forgives us. 
That's a hard saying. And what did the, uh, what did Peter say? The disciples say to Jesus, increase our faith. That means help us, help us out, Lord, because that's a hard saying. You want me to love them like I love myself. You want me to forgive them constantly and they constantly nagging and poking and prying and irritating and doing all kind of manner of wickedness. And I'm supposed to continue to forgive them and to love them? Yes. That is what the Lord is saying. Well, that's a hard saying. That was a hard saying for the disciples. That was a hard saying for the Israelites. And that is a hard saying for us today. But that is what God wants us to do. And we can do it. We just got to allow the Lord to work a work on the inside of us. We have to allow the Lord to place his love on the inside of us that we will love our neighbor just like we love ourselves. He says, I am the Lord. Verse 19, keep my decrees. Do not make different kinds of animals. Listen, do not make different kinds of animals come on somebody they're doing that today they mixing up lions and tigers they mixing up uh, goats and uh well i'm gonna say goats well they probably are but just saying uh uh horses with all kind of stuff it's just all kind of foolishness going on in the in the scientific world today listen they were just opening up a portal last year to hell come on somebody we got to be aware yeah we don't we know it's so negativity 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 but if we don't find out or if we don't know what's going on in the world we don't know what to pray for we are watchmen or should be watchmen if god calls you to be a watchman if god's called you to be a prayer warrior if you god has called you to pray for the nation you need to know what is going on in the world so you know how to pray come on somebody do not make different kinds of animals do not plant your field with two kinds of seed do not wear clothing woven of two kinds of material these are details that god was given the children of israel if a man sleeps with a woman who is a slave girl promise to another man but who has not been ransomed or given her freedom there must be due punishment now listen the bible talks about if a man sleeps with another man's wife uh basically uh they are supposed to be put to death but here if a man sleeps with a slave girl who has not been freed they don't they're not put to death why because she's a slave but there will be punishment that takes place the bible says there must be due punishment yet they are not to be put to death because she had not been freed the man however must bring a ram to the entrance of the ten of meetings for a guilt offering he's got to repent in other words he's got to make a sacrifice for his sin in Jesus' mighty name. Excuse me. With the ram 
of the gift offering, the priest is to make atonement for him before the Lord for the sin he has committed and his sin will be forgiven. When you enter the land and plant any kind of fruit tree, regard its fruit as forbidden. For three years you are to consider it forbidden. It must not be eaten. In the fourth year all its fruit will be holy, an offering of praise to the Lord. But in the fifth year you may eat its fruit. In this way your harvest will be increased. I am the Lord your God. So God is saying in those first basically those first four years that fruit belonged to the Lord and then in the fifth year you can eat the fruit thereof and what will happen with the fruit there it will increase so by being obedient to the commandments of the Lord being obedient to these laws these rules your fruit will increase your your tree will produce in a mighty way that's the first fruit the first fruit offering we give the first of everything unto the lord my god from zion 26 do not eat any meat with the blood in it do not practice divination do not practice sorcery do not cut your hair at the sides of your head or clip off the edges of your beard come on somebody I'm just gonna read these do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourselves I am the Lord I'm gonna keep reading do not degrade your daughter by making her a prostitute or the land will turn to prostitution and be filled with wickedness observe my sabbaths and have reverence for my sanctuary i am the lord do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists for you will be defiled by them i am the lord your god rise in the presence of the aged show respect for the elderly and revere your god i am the lord when an alien lives with you in your land that is an outsider do not mistreat him the alien living with you must be treated as one of your native born love him as yourself for you were aliens in egypt I am the Lord your God. Do not use dishonest standards when measuring length, weight, or quantity. Use honest scales and honest weights, an honest ephah, and an honest hen. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Keep all my decrees and all my laws and follow them i am the lord my god from zion what we have learned in chapter 19. we learn that god gives detailed instructions 
and we learn that we are supposed to be holy before the Lord and he is telling us how to be holy the things that we are not supposed to do in order to be holy before the Lord now we're gonna go back to verse 16 and we're gonna do a brief summary of what we read in well chapter 16 and we're gonna do a brief summary of chapter 16 chapter 19 and we are going to go and meditate upon what we have learned today from the word of the Lord now chapter 16 describes the day of atonement which is called Yom Kippur and no doubt you've heard about Yom Kippur it's the day of atonement that happens uh, yearly a significant annual holy day in the Israelite religious calendar this uh, chapter 16 details the rituals performed by the high priest to atone for the sins of the people now the key elements in chapter 16 include sacredness and preparation the high priest initially Aaron because remember God chose Aaron and his offspring to be the priest must bathe and dress in special sacred garments before performing the rituals and this day is set apart as a solemn and a sacred occasion so that you can't go before god any kind of way or, uh, whenever you feel like it we read that in chapter 16. it also a key element is the sacrifice and the offerings the high priest makes a sin offering for himself and for his household first using a bull and he also makes a sin offering for the community all the people using two goats the one goat is for the lord which is the one that's sacrificed on the altar and the other goat is the scapegoat remember we talked about that that's the goat that all the sins of the people are laid upon and the goat is released into the wilderness so basically the goat is taken away the sin of the people now the scapegoat ritual <clears throat> just to be clear Aaron places his hands on the scapegoat's head he confesses the sins of the Israelites and then sends the goat into the wilderness and this act symbolizes the removal of the people's sin entering into the holy of holies behind the veil if you will or behind the curtain is where God dwelt in the tabernacle or in the, the tent of meetings. That's where God dwelt. And entering in the Holy of Holies, only on this day, the high priest enters the most holy place, the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle or in the temple to make atonement. He sprinkles the blood of the sacrificed bull and the goat on the mercy seat, the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. And hopefully we are going to be talking about that. If you do not know, I admonish you to look up the Ark of the Covenant and get some understanding of what it was. Also look up the tabernacle, the Ark of the, the, the Tabernacle, so you can understand it was a, a long tent is where God dwelt. And there's a um, different features of the tabernacle. And look that up as well. Look up the Ark of the Covenant and the tabernacle okay 
another key element the atonement for the sanctuary there was an atonement made we read about that as well the rituals include cleansing cleansing and making atonement for the tabernacle the temple and the altar due to the impurities and the transgressions of the Israelite. Another key element, a solemn Sabbath. The Day of Atonement is a day of solemn rest, fasting, and self-denial for the Israelites. And it is observed as a lasting ordinance. So on this special day on Yom Kippur, you're fasting, you're resting, you're not laboring. It is a religious holiday for the Israelites, if you will, we can use those terms. It's a religious holiday for the people of Israel. Now, this chapter is central to understanding the Old Testament's concept of atonement, the concept of purification, and the role of the priesthood in mediating between God and the people. And like we learn, the priests have to make atonement for themselves first, then they mediate between God and the people. You can't go before God any kind of way. Now we're going to jump down to Leviticus 19, the chapter that we just read. The key elements here. Now let's go back and talk a little bit about Leviticus 19. It's a significant part of the holiness code that God gives unto the people. It presents a series of laws and ethical instructions to guide the Israelites in living a holy Live, listen. The very first two chapters, he said, Be ye holy, for I, your Lord God, is holy. It combines ritual, ethical, and social laws and emphasizes moral conduct. Now, let's look at the key elements. The call to holiness. The chapter begins with God telling Moses to instruct the entire Israelite community to be holy. Why? Because God is holy uh respect the uh, re respect and family values instructions include respecting parents and observing the sabbath you you will learn to if you it's uh respect your parents that is uh teaching you in a way to respect god that helps you to respect God because God is your parent. God is your father. The father of all creation is God. So we not only respecting God, but we're respecting our parents as well. Uh, prohibitions against idolatry. The chapter forbids turning to idols or making golden gods. Come on, somebody. You're going to make your God out of metal and out of wood. And this is your God and you made it. That's something to think about. You made this item and then you are going to pray to it to help you. And you made it. No. Yeah. Let's think about that. Okay. So another key element, ethical and social justice laws. There are various laws related to fair treatment of others, such as not stealing, lying, or deceiving one another. It also includes laws about paying workers promptly and not exploiting the deaf or the blind. Laws of compassion and fairness. Commands are given to leave gleanings, those droppings we talked about of harvest, 
for the poor and for foreigners, emphasizing charity and justice. Prohibitions against injustice. The chapter prohibits unfair judgment, partiality, slander, and endangering a neighbor's life. Come on, somebody. Laws against mixing different things. Only God does that. But we know in the scientific world today that it is taking place. There are specific prohibitions like not mixing different species of animals, planting two kinds of seeds in a field, or wearing clothing woven with two kinds of material. My God, God is very detailed. Moral and sexual behaviors. It includes laws about sexual conduct, emphasizing moral purity. Love your neighbor, my God from Zion. A famous verse from this chapter is love your neighbor as yourself, which is very deep, for which forms a central tenet of ethical behavior in Judaism and Christianity. Now love your neighbor as God has loved you or as you love yourself in both aspects okay also another uh, key element is to respect to respect let me get back to that respect for the aged and the foreigner the chapter instructs to stand up in the presence of the aged and treat the foreign as a native born oh no listen not today <coughs> they building barbed wire fences <laughs> come on somebody they letting them they letting them die in the water they letting them drown come on somebody look at the news look look at your uh, entertainment device but God says respect for the age and the foreigner. What about on the bus? What about on the subway? The age just standing and, and you, a young person, sitting down. Respect your elders. You get up and let the elders sit down. This is what God is saying. Ethical behaviors. Respect for the age and the foreigner. The chapter instructs you stand up in the presence of the age and treat the foreigner as a native born chapter 19 of, Levitic, of leviticus is a foundational text for jewish and christian ethical teachings emphasizing a lifestyle that reflects god's holiness he told us in the very beginning to be holy because he is holy reflects god's holiness in every aspect of life from religious rituals to daily social interaction actions wow what we have learned on today let us pray may god bless and keep you may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you may he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in jesus mighty name thank you for listening to sister alicance t Please like, comment, follow, share, follow this ministry on all social media platforms, Light and Darkness, look for, look for Allison C. Holt, look for Bible Basics Believer 
on YouTube. Thank you again. And I love you. Talk to you soon.